Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong Podcast, my friends. Welcome to my studio, aka today it's my car, because, you know, it just has good sound quality. I don't know what to tell you. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I often record my own episodes in the closet in my room, which sounds so funny, but it's just where the acoustics are the best. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm just giving you an insight into my life. But speaking of that, I know that the topic today we're going to cover is body image and what it actually means, how you can develop a better body image for yourself. And I have five tips for you. But I wanted to give you a little update about my life, like what's going on in the life of KP, as I like to refer to myself sometimes. (laughs) If you guys like these like personal updates, let me know. Leave a review in the section on wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'd love to hear if you guys enjoy these. You can send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Mind and Body Strong. I'd love to hear from you. But I wanted to give you a little update. So. I've talked about before that I, while I'm, I'm doing coaching and teaching courses and all of these things, I also had a full-time job in the mortgage world. Well, recently, I, I really just, I think with the pandemic, has really just opened my eyes to the fact that I do not want to really put myself into anything that I don't feel like totally like purposeful in. That's like a big, big value of mine is just being driven with purpose, really feeling like what I'm doing matters. And while I've gained so many incredible skills being at my corporate job, it really became clear to me as I came back to Dallas and actually right before when I was in Chicago that I really needed to do something that could change it up, that would bring more joy into my life, that would allow me to be able to live out what I feel is my mission of really helping women specifically feel at home in their bodies and to heal with relationship to food and body and exercise, all of those things. So I had a moment of inspired action occur to me as I came back from California, visiting a friend into Chicago again. And I had an inspired action thought to apply for training jobs again. I'm a certified personal trainer. I have been for three years and I have been out of that for about a year or so. And I had this moment where I was like, you know, what if I just went back and trained a few times a week, bring some joy back into my life as I go back to Dallas? That would be cool. So I had this moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to apply to a couple studios right by my apartment back in Dallas. And I was laying in bed at my cousin's house. It was like 7 a.m. and I'm applying to these jobs. And Later that day, I got contacted by F45, which is functional 45 minutes. That's what it stands for. It's a circuit style workout with strength and cardio and lots of really cool equipment that you can use. And I actually heard back that day that I had an interview for Monday and the process moved so smoothly and so quickly. And I can't tell you like how excited I am to announce that I am a part of the F45 team, not only as a trainer, but as their membership manager. So with that, in November, I will be leaving my full-time job to full-time 
be at F45 and to develop Mind and Body Strong as a brand, my one-on-one coaching. I have a really exciting group program coming out at the end of December, so stay tuned for that. I have some really good stuff planned for you guys, but I just feel so blessed and so proud of myself for following that desire, for following that inspired action. And I think truly being able to do this work that I teach so many women to do of trusting themselves, not only with food and their bodies, but like in doing that, you trust your desires to go after the things that you really care about. And that's really what I feel like is possible. And what I've been able to do for myself is offer myself permission to follow those things. And it's all working out in my favor. It's all just beautifully, divinely guiding me in the direction of where I'm going. So I just want to share that with you. Again, I always share my personal stories in hopes that you can either feel inspired or motivated or to see yourself in my story. That is ultimately my goal in sharing my personal life with you. So I'm really excited to announce that. And I'm just so excited for what what is to unfold as I continue to build myself in these roles. So that's a little bit about me. But as you saw, the title of this episode today is Improving Body Image. And I've got some thoughts for you on body image. So as we open up this discussion, I always think it's really valuable to define exactly what does body image mean so that we can have a deeper level conversation. So when I looked up the definition of body image on the Google, it said body image is a person's perception of their aesthetics or sexual attractiveness of their own body. It involves how a person sees themselves compared to the standards that have been set by society, which I think is very interesting because if you read through that definition, nowhere in there does it say you have to be X weight and be this tall and have this color hair and this color skin and you have to look this certain way. There is nothing in that that says anything about that. Yes, it says something about set by societal standards, but the biggest thing is the person's perception of their own body, aka what's going on in their mind. What are their thoughts? What are their feelings about their body? And yes, it's definitely impacted by the society that we live in for sure. But I want to kind of break this down into four aspects of body image to really help you get a really good picture and understanding of this. And then, of course, as always, I want to bring you into some steps to help you build a better body image for yourself. So let's start with the first aspect of body image, which is the way you see yourself, which is also referred to as perceptual. So an example of this is when I was first healing with with food, I was healing binge eating for myself. And after a couple of weeks, I really was allowing myself permission to eat and removing the guilt and negative thought trains that I was on and interrupting that with more positive, compassionate language towards myself. I really started to get a hang of that. And underneath all of the food stuff that I was focused on, was this girl that was still very much attached to the way that her body looked and how she attached that to worth, how she attached that to success, right? And I would walk by the mirror and I remember certain days I'd feel really good and I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, damn girl, you look good. (laughs) And then two seconds later, I'd go grab something in the other room and come back and I'd look at myself in the mirror again and think, ugh. My butt isn't big enough. My stomach's too big, blah, 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 right? And I had, nothing had changed about my body except for my mind and how I was viewing it. It was like the longer I looked at my body, the more 
negative thoughts and things I found to criticize her for. And this is so detrimental and and also really important to recognize and understand because when we can bring awareness to the fact that it's our mind and the and the construct of our mindset that is causing a lot of the suffering that we're experiencing when it comes to body image, we can really start to interrupt that and to lead ourselves down a new inspired path. So that is our first aspect, is the way you see yourself or perceptual. The second one is the way you feel about what you look like or effective is what this is called. So really quickly, I just want to touch on the fact that fat is not a feeling. How many times have you said, oh, I feel so fat today, or you heard your friend say this or a relative or a coworker? I know I've definitely said it before, so I will be the first to raise my hand, but I need to tell you something. Fat is not a feeling. It's not. What we really mean underneath that is oftentimes I feel lonely or I feel stressed or uncomfortable, maybe angry, sluggish, discouraged, hurt. So the next time you find yourself saying these things, I really want you to tune into what is the underlying reason that I'm saying I feel fat? What is it that I really truly feel? And tune into your body. When I say tune into your body, what really helps me do that is to close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and to place my hand on my heart and just ask my body what she needs. And yes, I do refer to my body as she. It's something I picked up from my coach, Holly Toronto, who's an incredible body image coach who helped me a lot. And she always talks about how our body is a person. And when we can see our bodies as a person and refer to her as her, we can oftentimes find a lot more compassion for ourselves in that way. So I would just place my hand on my heart and ask her, what are you feeling right now? What do you need? What do you, what, what would help you feel the most vibrant or the most supported or the most connected today? Okay, so I wanted to kind of reframe that part of it, but the effective part of body image, the way you feel about what you look like, is really going to impact how you show up for yourself. And the way that you're feeling can also be traced back to that first one, perceptual, the way you see yourself, aka the way you think about yourself. Because thoughts create feelings, create actions, create the results that we experience in our life. It's always going to be traced back to that. So I ask you to really trace that feeling back. Oftentimes when we're very unaware of our mind wandering with all of these crazy thoughts, the easiest way to start this process is just, what do I feel? And what am I thinking that makes me feel that way? From that place, we can really start to shift to how do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? And we can start to match thoughts that resonate with those feelings. So little tangent there. So number three, the thoughts and beliefs that you feel about your body. This is the cognitive. So common beliefs that are held about body image that our society likes to kind of put upon us that we've kind of learned from our peers and our family members are things such as, I believe I would feel better if I was thinner. Being fat is irresponsible. Or I can't blank because my body blank. So anytime you're feeling like I can't do this or I can't have the career or I can't have the relationship, I can't wear the outfit until 
my body looks a certain way. These are beliefs, which are essentially beliefs are just a thought that you've had on repeat so often that you believe it's true. That's essentially what a belief is. You can believe anything that you'd like. And oftentimes we get these negative thought patterns and we believe them so hard and we grasp them so tight because they're just familiar. It's not because they're necessarily helping us in the best of ways. Especially that last one, I can't blank because my body blank. What are we holding ourselves back from because of the way we feel, think about our bodies? Because of what we're holding true about our bodies or waiting for our bodies to change in order to be or do or have anything that we want in life. Some of the things that my community was saying that they were holding back from when they felt like their body image was not in the best um, shape is trying on clothes or being in pictures with their family, you know, asking their partner for what they want. That's a big one. Like that hits really hard. Asking for that raise, asking for help, starting a business. I mean, guys, these are really deep-rooted things. And as I share some of those, I, I hope that you can start to recognize some in your life that you might be waiting for. And in the, the program that I'm creating, which we'll have more details on later, towards the end of December, going into the new year, that's really what we're going to be focusing on is breaking this pattern, breaking these beliefs, like tearing them apart to find what is actually true for you so that you can show up as the vibrant goddess that you are. Because I believe every single woman has that inside of her. And if we can move past these beliefs that are keeping us small and keeping us boxed in from living our full authentic life, I believe that's so much can be created, so much can be healed by us. And I like get choked up saying that because it's, I feel it so deep that so many women have this voice and power inside of them that is simply being held back by the fact that they have a, a belief that they have to look the part or be ready or anything like that. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about this work. Like I'm literally tearing up as I tell you guys this. So I mean, it hits, hits hard for me. And the most common narrative that really holds us back, so also can be reframed as a belief, is that something has gone wrong. That is the common, common belief that I find with my clients and myself, that when we're feeling like we're off track or something, we've ate the wrong foods, quotations in the mark or, you know, in the air, we think something has gone wrong. And the second we have that thought that something has gone wrong, what do we feel? Most likely anxious, a little scared maybe, a little flustered, right? So just that thought alone, that something has gone wrong, instead of leaning in and accepting things as is and filling yourself with love and compassion, the common narrative is, oh, something's gone wrong here, which sets us up to not feel the best, which sets us up to act or not act in the ways that will lead us to the results that we want. So that alone shifts our body into this low level of stress. Our minds are directly connected to our gut. If you didn't know, there's a big nerve called the vagus nerve that runs from your your brain, essentially your spinal column into your gut. It connects into your gut. When we say gut feeling, like our mind and body, and this is why I feel so strongly about mind and body strong as a brand, is that the mind and body 
are always connected. They are always in communication with each other. There is never just one or the other. They are always just responding to each other. And the mind really does impact the way the body is going to generate like different hormonal releases. They're going to generate like the levels of stress that are going on um, in our bodies. It's, it's so impactful. It's why I believe really taking those steps back to reframe how we're thinking about situations is so, so vital to making long-lasting change and not just changing the things that we do, which is actually the last one. Things that we do in relation to the way we look, behavioral, such as exercising or disordered eating patterns. So that's what really lays like below the surface of all the food stuff. And that's what I'm really excited to dive into with this program that I'm creating. And I can't tell you yet because it's still coming together, but I'm so pumped because with the test group that I had going on that really focused on food, what I realized is that these different actions and behaviors that we have around food are often stemmed from the beliefs that we have about our body and how food can affect our body. So therefore, they are very, very intertwined. So in order to help heal with food, I feel like we really have to go that layer deeper and ask ourselves, how are we relating and thinking about our bodies that is having us do the extra exercise and not rest or whatever it might be, right? So the ultimate message I really want you to take away from that piece before we go into some action steps is to stop handing over your power and your happiness to these beliefs, to these thoughts that do not define you. Your thoughts do not define you. They are separate from you. You are whole and complete and worthy exactly as you are and you always have been. That's what I truly believe for everyone I come into contact with and myself. We are whole and complete and valuable and worthy exactly as we are. And that these behaviors and things that we have around food all have a positive intention. I just wonder what those behaviors and those different thoughts might be actually guiding you towards. I wonder if you leaned in and asked them what message they had for you to help you really lean in and discover more about yourself and how to support yourself in a healthy way. Super powerful, you guys. Woo, I'm like getting chills because I'm so pumped about this topic. I hope you guys are loving this. If you love it, please leave a review on iTunes. I absolutely love those or share this episode on Instagram. You can tag me at Mind and Body Strong. That way I can know you guys love this episode and make more like it. So let's transition into our last piece of this episode, which is five things that you can do to improve your body image. Number one, stop bashing your body. And this really, I really, really want you guys to, to hear this. The way that we speak to ourselves, whether it be in our thoughts or out loud, directly impacts how we're going to show up in the world. So if you want to show up as that badass, like vibrant goddess who takes on the world, you have to also align your thoughts that way and to speak so kindly of yourself. Your body does so much for you. She's like begging for you to give her some love and attention, right? I also want to refer you to um, an episode that I did earlier called How Your Language Impacts All These Things. I forgot the exact title, but it's episode 14. Go look at it. How you speak matters, okay? How you speak in your mind, how you speak out loud, it matters. So number one, stop bashing your body. 
Number two, stop body checking yourself. My friends, we don't need to compare ourselves to other human beings. We just have to be at home and confident in our own skin. But yet, this is something that we do as humans. I still do it myself. I will, again, be the first to raise my hand. This also includes social media. One of the biggest things I have my clients do is to do a social media detox. Clear out all of those people who are triggering you into those disordered ways of thinking and behaving around food in your body. Just eliminate them from your site. Then they're no longer a problem. And fill it with more of a variety of body shapes and colors and sizes and sexualities and all kinds of things so that you can see a variety of human beings that there are on the planet and not just one spinning image of something. So stop body checking. Number three, catch yourself in the act of negative body thoughts and flip the script. The best thing to do when you're just going on that thought loop of all the negative things and things that you want to focus on that are not great about your body, we have to interrupt that and say, oh, I no longer think like that. And then list some things that you're appreciative of your body and what it does for you. It's going to feel a little weird at first. I will just go ahead and put that out there. Just expect it to feel weird. Be like, Katie told me this was going to feel a little weird, but I trust her. She knows what to do (laughs) because this is something that I did to interrupt those thoughts and guide them in a direction that was more positive. So now I, I might have those bad days, but I'm so much more resilient to getting myself back into that that positive train because I practiced it. Every single day it is a practice. Okay, so flip the script and try listing off three things you appreciate about your body. It can just be the fact that your body, you know, digests food without you having to think about it and you can walk and you have functioning limbs. Those are great things to be appreciative of. Not everyone has that, right? Number four, treat your body with respect. Another thing that my mentor says is how you look is the least interesting thing about you. And I always like to distinguish, and I do have another episode on this as well, distinguishing the difference between body respect and body love. There's so much in the social media world about body love and love your body, but what about those days where you just really aren't feeling it, where you have your period and you feel like crud and you're just having one of those days where you're just like, man, you know, not having a good body image day. How about those days, right? So we really want to come to this place of respect because from this rooted place of respect where we can build this foundation for ourselves, where we know that even when we feel like crud sometimes, we don't look our best and that we can still take care of ourselves from this place of compassion. We can still fuel ourselves and rest and treat ourselves like we would maybe a friend or a child or a significant other in those situations. And the last one, you guys, surround yourself with a community of people doing this work. I have a Facebook community. You are more than welcome to join. We do free challenges all the time. It's called the Mind and Body Strong Tribe on Facebook. I will have my team link it in the description so you guys can join in. But the biggest thing, and actually one of my my recent participants in the Diet Detox told me that the biggest thing that's helped her is being in a community of people who are keeping this conversation going so that she can keep directing her thoughts towards these things that are benefiting her and her journey. So it's really valuable when you are making big changes to surround yourself with people who are doing this work too, because it's hard and your brain's going to try to convince you that you should stop doing this and it's not worth it and all these other things. But I want to encourage you to get yourself around those people, choose some new people for your front row and 
allow those people to kind of be your guiding force, right? They always say, you always hear the, the quote, you're most like the five people you hang around most. So true. Be very selective of who you put in that front row. All right, my friends. I hope that you got so much from this episode. I was really excited and pumped to share it with you. And I can't wait to hear your feedback. And I just want to wish you all the love from my car studio. (laughs) I hope you have a great rest of your day wherever you're listening in the world. Love you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.